Welcome, welcome to the Sharpway Show. So happy to have you here this evening with me. I do appreciate the time you give me. 7 p.m. on the East Coast. And it is an Ask Me Anything day. Yes, it is. You can ask me anything. But as always, I will spend a couple of minutes talking about something that bugged me over the weekend to kind of spur conversation. Does that make sense? A little conversation spurring. I'm going to do a little bit of, of, of that. And of course, very often I will either use Michael Smirconish or I will use uh, Fareed Zakaria from CNN. It's very common. I'll use one of those two to kind of get some of the data out. And today is no different. Today I'm going to grab Fareed Zakaria, who actually brought up some interesting stuff and an attack on Democrats. And this is from CNN, right? And don't get me wrong. You can watch lots of TV shows that will attack Democrats, but usually not CNN. That's not their norm. But I'm seeing more and more of this, more and more people who are more mainstreamish or who used to be a bit more you know, Democrat leaning that are kind of being anti-Democrat in a way. So listen to what he has to say and, and you'll see what I mean. Eric Adams is likely to be the next mayor of New York City after yep. taking a commanding lead in this week's Democratic primary. Yep. Here's what he said on the night of the election. Social media does not pick a candidate. Brilliant. People on social security picks a candidate. Yes. Adams was making a point that Dem- Now, this is a big deal, right? This is a big deal. Why is it a big deal? Because he's acknowledging that the that the people on social media yelling about, you know, capitalism, evil, defund the police, that that's not actually the people who get out there and vote. Those people yell on social media all day, but then when the primary comes up, they're sleeping in or playing video games. The people on Social Security, oh, they go out and vote, and they cared about crime. And for those of you who don't know, if you're in New York City, you know this, obviously, but if not New York City, Eric Adams is a former Republican. He's a former cop. He beat all of the other far left-leaning people who were running against him in the Democratic primary. This is New York City. He's replacing Bill de Blasio. Bill de Blasio was a true believer communist. Oh my God, a true believer communist. Here comes this guy, former cop, former Republican. He's probably, maybe not, but probably going to be our next mayor. Wow. Wow. It is showing that there is a change that some people may not be seeing and freeze bringing this up. Democrats should take seriously. See that? The party's progressive wing makes noise and gets attention. Yes. Voters prefer pragmatists to ideologues. As big cities see a sharp resurgence in violent crime. Yep. Homicides were up more than 30% last year and an additional 24% so far this I'll be clear. This is not Fox News. This is why I'm bringing this up. If this was Fox News, that'll happen almost every single time, right? Happens all the time, Fox News. This is CNN talking about this. And they're talking about different, different reasons, right? Obviously, Fox News will say it because they're upset, because they want to say all oh, Democrats are bad, right? Of course, I get it. That's where Fox News is. Fareed's saying it for a different reason. He's saying, because he's saying, Democrats, you're losing. What are you doing? It's a different reason, but they're actually saying it. And as places struggle to revive growth and employment, the focus on governance will only heighten. 
Mm -hmm. Today, the Democratic Party has control of just 18 state legislatures. Think about that. Compared to 30 for Republicans. Big difference. Democrats spent tens of millions of dollars to flip the legislatures in Arizona, North Carolina, Florida, and Texas. They yep. failed everywhere. And they even. And that's the piece that people aren't getting. There's a lot of people on the left right now who believe, oh my God, see, we won. Biden's president. Therefore, America wants to walk down our far left mindset. They want that. People in the far left, that see, that's what it is. But people who are actual players in Democratic Party, they aren't thinking that. They're like, no, this isn't working. This defund the police thing. Wow, that was dumb. We should. That's a terrible. What are we doing? They're realizing their problems. They spent all this money. And they lost a lot of local elections that, according to pollsters and according to the you know normal knowledge, would have been a slam dunk. They should have won, right? They didn't. They spent a lot of money and didn't win. The problem is there are a lot of mid-level or more mainstream Democrats who don't want this. They would take a pragmatic Republican over a um of a over radical uh um liberal managed to lose control of new hampshire's legislature since states oversee redistricting and voting laws the 2022 midterms look very tough for democrats yes part of the issue is republican advantages the overrepresentation of rural areas for example yes but there there is some of that to be to be, to be fair to democrats on this one there there are some structural pieces that do favor republicans regardless of uh of policies there's some of that that's that's accurate there's some of that but that isn't the only reason the, the 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 deck is stacked a little bit in favor of republicans for that and the fact that anyone any president who wins an election will take losses in the midterms that's been a thing for like i've got 50 or 100 years whatever it's been for like 100 years whatever the number is they always lose afterwards so those two structural slash cultural pieces definitely are in in the favor of republicans but that's not the only reason democratic failures also play a role bingo Put bluntly too many democratic states have gotten bloated mismanaged and corrupt oh take new york state what it has a budget nearly twice the size of florida's though okay that number is not the new what number what's that from i can't tell what that's from does him say where it's from Oh, Census Bureau. Yeah, that's way late. Our budget's two hundred and twelve billion. So you know you can take that. Florida's actually about ninety eight, I think. So both of those are higher. The percentage is the same, right? We're like two hundred and twelve. They're like ninety eight or something. So the numbers are actually higher, but still bad. It has roughly the same population. Yes, its budget is just twelve percent smaller than California's, despite yep. having half as many people. Yep. Can anyone even explain why this increased spending? Does yes, it's a five. Um, there's a five letter word as to why. C U O M O. That that's the reason why. Yeah, pronounce Cuomo, His Majesty. That's the reason why. I got the reason. Does not always pay off. Stephen Malanga of the City Journal cites an analysis by the financial website Wallet Hub comparing tax revenues with the quality of public services such as mm -hmm. infrastructure, education, yep. and healthcare. New York has I've been the this forever. highest tax rate, but ranks 19th in quality of services. Yes. California is sixth highest that. on taxes 
and 37th on 37th. public services. Look at this. States like New Jersey and Massachusetts, despite massive spending, have some of the worst infrastructure in the country. Yes. Similarly, sky-high education spending in the... Now, hold on. Horrible taxes, high taxes, terrible infrastructure. Hmm. What gubernatorial candidate was talking about finding other ways of fixing the infrastructure without having to raise taxes? Oh, that would be me. Yeah. And how many people laughed at me because of that when you see what's happening now? This is what I was talking about three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, and it's still true. States doesn't translate into better educational outcomes. Yep. As Ryan Fazio notes in the New York Post, New York spends nearly twice as much per pupil as the national average. And yet its fourth and eighth grade reading and math scores are no better than the national average. When you look at New York State and any way you measure our performance against other states, it is rare that we ever rank in the top top 50 percent. The top 25 states, rare. Once in a while, if you find a specific thing, you can find us up maybe around 15. Does happen sometimes with a very specific you know, point you're looking for. But overall, consistently in the lower 50%. So ranked at 26th or lower, consistently. And we spend the most. Yeah, but Larry Sharp's crazy with his ideas. Things have reached a tipping point. Yep. Around 14,000 businesses left California. Yeah. Between 2009 and 2019. 14,000. This seems to have gotten worse in the past few years. Yes, it Tesla, has. Apple, Charles Schwab, Facebook, Oracle, and Hewlett Packard all announcing significant relocations to yep. or expansions in Texas. I want you in to see. They call them Lefugees. Come on. That's a good name. Lefugees? So going to steal that. One. The top-ranked states for running a business, according to top ranked. were huh. Texas, Texas, Florida, Tennessee, what? North Carolina, and Indiana. Those top three states, those top three, what do they have in common? What would make those top, hmm, what would they have in common, those top threes? Oh, oh right, no income tax. Yeah. And I was the crazy guy in 2018 saying, here's my plan to eliminate the New York state income tax. Remember that plan? Yeah. Maybe if we had done that, by the time 2022 comes around, we might pop ourselves up into that list. Maybe. The worst five were huh? California, New yeah. York, Illinois, there we go. New Jersey, and Washington. You know, I'm a little upset about this one. Because usually we're number one. Usually we beat you, California. So you California watchers, you know what? This time, this time you got us, California, but usually we win. But, okay, this one, you're number one. We're number two. But we wonder why we can't grow. This is why. The pandemic has opened up horizons for companies that are now thinking more aggressively about relocations, remote yep. workforces, and Absolutely. flexible office locations. I told you the pandemic was gross. votes poorly for yep. blue states. Yep. And it's not just businesses that are leaving blue states. People are as well. For the mm-hmm. first time on record, California's population actually decreased last year. Yep. Illinois was one of the few states to see its population shrink over the last decade. Look at that. As the Wall Street Journal observes, it can't be the weather since every other Midwestern state Look at that. actually gained people over the same period. So everyone around Illinois gained. And you can't tell me the weather's better in North Dakota and Minnesota than it is in Illinois. Mm. You can't really tell me that. 
Meanwhile, Texas and Florida together swelled by more than six million people. Six million. All of this, of course, translates into more political power. Yes, it does. California, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Michigan, West Virginia and Ohio will all lose congressional seats. Yep. While Texas, Florida, North Carolina, Montana, Colorado and Oregon will gain them. These shifts plus redistricting probably mean Democrats could lose the House even if they perform just as well in 2022 as they did in 2020. Yep. Liberals don't like to face squarely the issue of democratic incompetence. New York, for example, handled the pandemic disastrously. What? Are you saying New York did a bad job? But my governor wrote a book on this. He wrote a book about leadership, made like $5 million on it. That can't be true. What? No way. My governor, his majesty, King Andrew, King Andrew Cuomo II, I mean, there is, uh, he is a Lord and Savior. There's, t- say it ain't so. At the state and city level, as Ryan Cooper has pointed out, New York State's COVID-19 deaths rose yeah. faster than any place yeah. on the planet at an they equivalent did. point in their outbreaks. Yep. Its death rate per capita is almost 60% higher than Florida's. Hmm. Yet New York's leaders were feted as heroes. Heroes. In an extensive investigation. Hold of on, God's I got to go back. I'm sorry, guys. Is almost 60 percent. Never did I ever think. Yet New York's leaders- ever that people would show these two pictures like this and then say heroes. Wow. Just wow. And sadly, I get both of these. Most of you get neither. Some of you get one. I get both. I get both of these guys. Wow. Wow. Heroes. were feted as heroes. Ooh. In an extensive investigation of Governor Andrew Cuomo and mm-hmm. Mayor Bill de Blasio, ProPublica paints a devastating picture of serious there we go. mistakes, the yep. overruling of experts, combined with cover-ups and denial. Yep. In other words, many of the same errors for which Donald Trump was rightly they, they hammered Trump on the this, Democratic right? Party wants so when Trump does it bad, when they do it good, either both are good or both are bad, right? I mean, I'm just being fair, right? Either both are good or both are bad. More government now for many good causes and reasons. But in order to gain the trust of people, it needs to first face up to its failures and work harder to show that it can effectively manage the governments it is already running. President Biden is doing that at the federal level. That's at the true. local level, New York City would be a good place to start. Well, yes, I would agree with that. But here's what I would say instead. He's saying, and I get why he says it, he is a big government guy. So that's where his head is. His head is, well, we got to prove that you can be a good government. And I would say, or you could make less government and allow the private sector and communities to work a little bit harder. I'm going to go with my choice, but I get his choice completely. I hope I didn't drive too much. You guys, you guys look too crazy, but I just thought it was a good way to start this thing off. Let me grab uh, a couple of comments if I could. Brian says, Larry, if you ran for another party, do you think your chances for a governor would have been better? Um, you mm, would have, you mean when I, when I ran, when I ran, I, I had several options, right? I could have tried to run the primary against Cuomo as a Democrat. That was something that I could have done. Um, I would have never even got on the ballot. I mean, Cynthia Nixon was wealthy and famous and she couldn't beat him. And in fact, she got slaughtered. So that couldn't happen. 
I guess I could have tried to get the working families line in New York state. Maybe I could have. Um, but basically she had to give that up because Cuomo took that too. He bullied that. So on the left side of the aisle for me to get the, um, the, uh, um, Democrats working families virtually impossible. I mean, impossible. The greens, um, were already with Howie Hawkins and the greens in New York state are socialists. I mean, you're straight up socialist. So the odds of me getting that would have been even slimmer. My my views are nowhere. My, my views aren't Democrat either, but they're nowhere near really in that in regard in the idea of socialists. It's just they're just not there. So the odds of me getting that one are pretty slim, also. Um, so I guess I could have tried, but I don't see how I could have done it. The Greens didn't do well, and they weren't going to win. So I wouldn't have. I don't think my chances were any better, because the right Republicans and conservatives are never going to vote for Greens. So I guess I could have been a Republican. But the odds of me winning that one were slim also. And if I ran as a Republican, no one knowing that I was ever a libertarian and ran as a Republican, I would have gotten the same as the Republican guy got, 35%, whatever it is, I would have lost for sure. The Republican can't win in my state, to be clear. In New York State, in a statewide election, I do not mean locally. Republicans often win locally in my state. That Locally, Republicans can win. But statewide, it is impossible for a Republican to win in my state statewide. Why do I say that? Because a Republican in, in my state, we are about almost three to one now, Democrat to Republican in New York State. So the odds of them winning are slim to none. You've got to be someone who's an outsider. That's the issue. So I think the only chance I had of winning, as slim as it was, was Libertarian. Because I was able to get both Democrats and Republicans to vote for me. Clearly nowhere near enough of them. But I think that was my only actual chance of winning. If I run again... And I will be announcing uh, if I'm running again this summer, probably by August, maybe September. If I run again, I would consider running on another line, but I'd have to keep my libertarian line. So I'd consider getting multiple lines. For those of you who don't know, in New York State, we have fusion voting, which only like six or seven states something like that have, have that. You can actually be on multiple lines. So I could be on libertarian line and other lines also. So I would consider running a Republican line. I would consider it as long as I kept my libertarian line. I, I'm open to it now because people... Because people across the state now know me as a libertarian. So this time I would consider it. I'd consider doing any other line. I'd consider independent. I'd consider um, sort of American movement. I would consider all lines now. As long as I retain my libertarian line, I would, I'm open to it. I'm open to the idea. So um, John says, good evening. How are you? Uh, Nathaniel, he can't uh, stay. I hope you can, uh, you can come back later. Yes. Um, Tom says, watching Freed, I was thinking this should be on the short way. There we go. And it was. See that? You knew. You were, we were thinking the same way, Tom. Exactly right. Yes. Um, David says, people are tired of Super Libtards 2000. I wouldn't call them that, but I think your point's well taken. And I see it here in New York, too, by the way. What I think is starting to happen in certain areas is a lot of Democrats who are more mainstream are looking for an alternative. Some of them are going to hold their nose and vote Democrat anyway because they've been voting Democrat for so long. But some of them are going to wind up voting either third party or Republican just because they just hate it so much. Now, I think Eric Adams becoming our mayor is a good example of that. They still wanted to vote Democrat, but they found the, the most Republican Democrat they could find. Eric Adams is not a Republican. He is still a Democrat. So please, no one think that he's, he's not like a Republican and Democrat close. He's Democrat. But he is the closest in New York City. And again, that is very skewed. That, that is close. You know, we had one of our candidates who came in third, I think, Garcia. She was going to make composting mandatory. 
and she was number three. Mandatory composting was going to happen in New York City. So when you look at mandatory composting compared to Eric Adams, Eric Adams is, I don't know, Newton Friedman compared to that, right? I mean, just, but he's still Democrat. So I do think you're right. People are getting tired of that. It's true. So Philip says, here's the thing. I was a Republican and the corruption with the Republican Party, especially the state and county level is astounding. Yeah, I think it's true. It's both Republicans, and Democrats that have corrupted their system. And even the losers are content with their little, uh, I think you mean fiefdom um, and piece of, of the pie. Um, it's really important to build a system to run candidates outside the major parties and to run independent candidates. Philip, I cannot agree with you more. You're a hundred percent correct. Yes. You find that and this and in and it's not Republicans. It's not Democrats. You're right. It's both. Because if you go to a place like Oklahoma, as example, it's very red state. The Democrats are the losers in that state. And in that state, the Democrats are happy with their little areas. We hold these areas and we're fine. We have our own little fiefdoms and we're cool. And in New York state being a huge blue state, most Republicans are happy. We'll just keep our, we'll just keep our little fiefdom here. I think it's very common. I agree. It just depends on what state you're in and whether your state's heavily blue or heavily red. Yeah. Jennifer says, I love you, Larry. Love you back. I hope you come back to Colorado. I can meet you. I hope so too. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, too bad so little amount of people are watching CNN these days. CNN is taking a beating in the ratings right now, right? And that's why the um, the collapse of that tower, um, that condo tower, was it was a condo apartment building in Florida is like 24-7. They're like, people are watching for that. That's what they're doing now. So yeah, their politics is garbage. Their late night is just garbage. Just it's it's um I like MSNBC better. And you might go, Larry, yes, I do. And the reason why I like MSNBC better is MSNBC doesn't pretend. Neither does Fox. They don't pretend, right? MSNBC is like, we're lefties. That's it. Just, that's who we are. You don't like that? Why are you watching? That's how MSNBC is. You don't like that? Why are you watching? Turn, turn away. Fox is like, we're righties. You, you don't like that? Why are you watching? That's it. CNN's lefties, but pretends to not be. They're pretentious and they act like they're something that they're not. That's why they're unwatchable. They should either just go full on MSNBC or go back to try to be some real news. If you go back prior to Trump, maybe 2014-ish in that area, CNN was nowhere near as far left as it is now. It was still left, don't get me wrong, but it was nowhere near what it was now. So the, the they were much more like Fareed is now, which he still leans left, but he actually talks about the right. He tries to get it right. He tries to give you real information. So they were, Fareed was much more the norm if you go back to like 2014, which is a better station. Now, oh my God, seen as unwatchable. Just go full on whenever you're going to go or go back to what you were doing. So I'd rather watch MSNBC. At least I know what I'm watching. Like I can understand the filter if that makes any sense, right? I I, res- I I respect the openness, if that makes any sense. I get the filter. I can I can get it. So, yes. Um, Tommy says, my question again and again and again, where is, where is New York's cybersecurity policy? Tommy, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> cybersecurity. It's funny. As if we care about that. So, yes, New York has Yang running and no word on cyber. This, oh, my God, yes. You are so... Right, Tommy. Why wasn't Yang talking cybersecurity? He's the tech guy. I think, and I think you've hit this on the nose. 
if he had actually talked about cybersecurity with all the things that were happening, he, he would have done better for sure. He might have won because that's security. And New Yorkers right now want security, safety. And Eric Adams was the best example of that. Former cop, guy was talking about working with the cops, fixing stuff, right? And Yang actually got endorsed by the police. They actually endorsed him. So he actually could have done it. If he'd have gone cybersecurity, he might have won. You're right. So um, Tommy, then use New York is the financial hub. Yes. Where cybersecurity rank with these guys? Sharp for Gov. Thank you, my friend. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. David says they lost seats in the House. Yes. Democrats got beat up and they thought they were going to sweep it. Remember? Oh, Democrats going to sweep everything. Well, traditionally, you would have thought that, but they went too far. And a lot of people were like, what I think, there are two things that happened, I think. Number one, people often give Trump a lot of credit for turning black and Hispanic, particularly black and Hispanic voters, you know, turning them to conservatives and the Republicans. Yes and no. He didn't get liberal black and Hispanic people to all of a sudden become Republicans. What he did was, for those of you who 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 have this, uh, these uh, those of you who have this in your family, you'll understand. There are a lot of people of color who are conservative, completely conservative in every way you would think they're conservative, but they vote. They used to vote, used to vote Democrat. Some still do, still vote Democrat because the feeling is the Republicans don't like me, the Republicans hate me, they're they're against me. And what Trump was able to do was not convert liberals to conservatives, but to have conservatives stop voting Democrat. By the numbers, just the the polls, black and white conservative by percentage, very similar. There's a little bit less black people who are conservative, but very, very similar. So why do 90 some odd percent vote Democrat? Because the emotion is, oh, yeah, you can't vote Republican. They hate us. Well, what Trump was able to do is go, no, 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 no. I don't hate you. I don't hate you. And they went, oh, you don't hate me. Huh. And then the lefts are going so far left. They're like, well, I can't go that far left. And Trump doesn't hate me. And I'm conservative. And I've been voting Democrat for years. I vote Republican. And that's what actually happened. So I think that that's one of the reasons why they lost seats. Because Democrats counted on all these minority votes. And they assumed it's in the bag. It's in the bag. And it wasn't. That's a big reason why. Not the only reason, David, obviously. But it was a big chunk of the reason. Yes. Uh, Andrea says the Democrats went too far off traditional liberal ideals. Correct. Yes. And they've gone so far. They've gone from being liberal to actually being authoritarian. Yes, I agree. Yes. Jimmy says the Republicans just want to keep their corporatism system going. They don't want that. Le- they don't want left progressives or Trump's or Republicans. You know, it's funny you say that. I think the establishment does want that completely. You're right. The establishment doesn't like the AOCs of the world and the establishment doesn't like Trump's of the world either. It's true. Now, I'm not saying that Trump and AOC are the same. However, in one area, they're completely the same. And that is they are anti-internal establishment. That's for sure they are, right? They don't, they don't like the internal system at all. They hate it. So they want to go against it. So they are rebels within their own establishment. That's true. So I think you're right. Uh, and they don't like it. They, they want AOC to go away. They want Trump to go away. The establishment does. But the funny part is, in both cases, the people tend to like both, right? A lot of Democrats like AOC and a lot of Republicans like Trump, but the establishment doesn't like either of them. It's a good point. So, yeah. Um, Andrea says, Illinois is not far behind New York. Chicago, the Chicago machine keeps rolling. Yeah, it does. 
Yes, absolutely. All right. Um, for the record, going to bring your show to dinner in 30 minutes. Could get some pushback. No worries, John. It's all good. No worries. All good. I appreciate it. I, thank you for watching. I do appreciate it, my friend. I really do. Thank you. Um, Ed says, this is why I warn people about the Democrats, the demon rats. I got it. I, good, good joke. Because they've been corrupted for years, which they've been greedy when they want to put more taxes at the same time. They're spending more money on useless stuff that we don't want. Yeah, but Republicans do it too, right? They spend on different things, but they do it too. What you find both of them doing now more than anything is because most things don't get, most things don't get, um, most of them can't get anything actually done to change things. So they, instead they fight culture wars. It's a common thing to do. Yes. So David says Indiana does have income taxes, but better on business. Yeah. uh, Income tax isn't the only thing. I was bringing that up because the top three happen that I have income taxes, but yes, that isn't the only thing. There are many things, regulatory issues, localization issues, licensing issues. There's many issues. I was joking because the top three don't have income tax. That's why. David, yes, right. Was it Washington, Oregon? You're right. Washington also has no income tax. Yes. But it has Seattle. So I guess they balance each other out maybe. I don't know. But yes, guys, you're you're correct. I was kind of exaggerating a bit because it fit my narrative. So I did. So yeah. Um, Michael says, those are all Republican states that are best for commerce according to CEOs. You have Republican run states? Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, but they're becoming purple, though. Texas is becoming purple, I think it is. Florida is kind of purple sometimes. Depends on where you go. So, yeah, but yeah, I think you're right. They run by Republicans. That's for sure. Sure. Lara says, we're working hard to keep our number one spot in New York. Yeah, but we're right behind you, man. We are trying. Like, we are. This is this is, this is a fight. You're not getting this easy. You're not getting this easy. We are trying to be absolutely the worst possible. Yes. Tom says, yep, my state, we're number three in screw-ups and refugees. Yeah, we all got to get with the game, right? We'll fight each other to see who can be the worst. So terrible. Oh, my God. So terrible. Yeah. Laura says, these states have a really big problem. They're reaching maximum taxation because as you raise taxes, more people flee. Your tax revenues actually drop. Oh, Laura, the point I was bringing up when I was running for office was this. And I said, I couldn't get rid of the income tax immediately. That that would be impossible to get rid of me because in New York State at the time, it's probably more now. I don't know, but the budget was about one hundred and ninety billion dollars when I was running. It's like two hundred twelve now, and about fifty billion of that came out of um, came from income tax, state income tax. Fifty billion dollars. Impossible to just get rid of that overnight without massive problems and issues and concerns. Just horrible. So I had to work my way out of it. One of it, one, one of the plans was to get rid of the pension bomb and to negotiate the pensions out. Second was they want Medicaid, Medicare to make that because that's another big chunk about $50 billion out of New York state budget. And again, that was back then. It may be different now, but back then. And then I thought eventually with that, just talking about it, more businesses would come in, right? Also changing licensing to credentialing and legalizing cannabis to create new industries within New York state. I thought we'd do that. And within four years, we could end the income tax. Because when I spoke about that, business owners who would come to my events would go, huh, maybe I shouldn't leave. Like they were thinking, maybe I should wait and see how Larry does before I pack up and leave. People literally were like, let me see if Larry you know, does well in this election or not before I leave. Because people don't want to leave New York. They have to, right? Because it's just, you can't live here anymore. So yes, you're right. And the problem is our budget keeps going up. 
but our population keeps going down. More taxes. It's just math. If the people go down and the budget goes up, higher taxes. That's regular everyday math, Lars. You're right. And people aren't seeing it. It's really bad. So, yes. I'm just keep doing this if I can. Uh, let's see here. Um, Christine says, God bless Texas. Hey, Christine. That's good. Yes. Very good. All right. Um, Ross says, I know you love New York, but you would be happy here in Tennessee. We, we love our veterans. The Libertarian Party would get a great boost. I got to tell you, Ross, I was years ago before I ran the first time for governor considering moving. And I was thinking about moving, believe it or not, to uh, North Carolina, <laughs> Charlotte. Because what I do, I need a big city. But I'm actually considering moving again. I know it's going to be great, but I am considering it. I'm always considering it. Everyone's considering it. And Tennessee was the place I was considering moving. Believe it or not, I was considering moving outside of Chattanooga. Yes, I was considering that. Maybe outside of Memphis, considering it. I, 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 my head is there. I, I'm already thinking about Tennessee. I know. I know some people who move there, who are happy there. I'm actually considering. I'm thinking about it. It's in my head. I don't know if I'll do it. I mean, I, I was talking about North Carolina five years ago. I never moved. Because I do love New York. I, I don't want to leave. But there's a point where I feel like, man, I just got to go. And so Tennessee is on my list. Not North Carolina anymore. Sorry, North Carolina people. It's not my list. Tennessee is now in my head. You know, Chattanooga is close to Atlanta, big hub. So I am considering it, Ross. That, that is in my head. So it's not lost on me. <clears throat> the Ebster says, Larry, you are governor in my heart. Thank you. I appreciate that. Pete, you have not chimed in in a while. $28 trillion national debt. 28-337-301-366-441-99. And yes, absolutely is. Yes. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a frog in my throat. We've got Whitmer here, not in great shape. Yeah, I know, not not awesome. She's pretty bad too, absolutely. But I think I got you beat, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you, yes. Um, Dustin says, so do you think it is conservatives leaving or moderate Dems? Will they bring their bad voting slash policy choices with them? This is a very good point, Justin. And I think that the country may make another shift. I don't know this. I don't have any data on this. It's just a, a gut feeling only. So take it for whatever you whatever value you want to take it for. One of the biggest reasons why the country has shifted left, and there are many, but one of the biggest ones is urbanization, particularly since 2008. 2008, there's been, there's been almost no recovery except in the cities. So people rush to cities to have opportunity. Lots of people I know, oh, my, my daughter moved to the city. My husband moved to the city. My father moved to the city. My my wife moved to the city. I hear all the time, move to the city so they can have opportunities. Um, about 80% of all new jobs since 2009 have come out of 20 U.S. cities. So when that happens, you tend to pick up, you pick up the, po- the politics of where you go. So moving into cities, people become more left. It is normal. That's what happens. But with the COVID lockdowns, lots of people have, le- have left the city and they aren't going back. There are many reasons why people aren't going back to work. One of them is that. They're like, I'm not going back into the office. No, something like 4 million people last month quit their job. Why does any people quit their job? You can guess why. People started saying, come back into the office. Like, I'm not coming back to the office. I quit. A lot, Not all of that, obviously, but a lot of that was that. They want to stay where they are. The odds are, as people move back into those areas, there's, there's an opportunity here for a renaissance in rural and suburban areas. 
because wealthy people and others, but wealthy people also are coming out to those areas now. They have money. They require services. They have money to pay for services. So I think many of them will be able to come in and enjoy. I think as a general rule, they will pick up more conservative lifestyle, more conservative you know, um, ideas. Now, the, the pushback I get is, oh, you don't get it. People from California are going to Texas and turning Texas blue. Yes, but where are they going? They're moving into cities. The people who live in California, the, the people who are blue from California, and are moving into Austin and other large cities that have that are also blue. Well, yeah, blue to blue. But when you're moving outside of the city, that's far more red. I think things will change. So will they will the people who move out into the you know suburbs or rural areas become Republicans if they're Democrats? Probably not. Probably not. But will they vote Republican here or there or create more more moderate or right-leaning Democrats? I think yes. That's what I think will happen. You'll have some of those who will stay Democrats because they're loyal to their party, they've been there for so long. But I think they'll vote Republican. Also, I think you'll find more Democrats who will be more right-leaning, more moderate Democrats. I think you'll find more of those, right? Um, I think an example of that was, ten- was it Tennessee's? Yeah, Tennessee's Harold Ford Jr. Um, he was Democrat. But he was a very right-leaning Democrat. So I think you'll find more people like him. I hope that answers your question. So Dustin says, so so much of a Yang's huge lead. And that exactly was Eric Adams' piece. Yang's lead was on social media. That's where it was. And he said it. Social media doesn't pick the mayor. People on Social Security pick the mayor because those people vote. If social media was number one, I would have been, I, I'm the governor. I was killing on social media. I mean, social media was important. Absolutely. I couldn't have gone, gotten as well as I did or gotten as far as I did without it. But it clearly wasn't enough. It's, it matters. It's just not enough. You also get the, the people who just want to show up and, and vote. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Um, let's see here. Um, Eric is m- more blue dog Democrat. That's an accurate statement. He's more that way. I agree. He's, he's not a left-leaning Democrat. He's more of a right-leaning Democrat. Still a Democrat. Don't get me wrong. Still Democrat, but he's a right leaning Democrat. That's true. Yes. David says, I don't think Al D'Amato, I, I don't think Al D'Amato couldn't get to the New York today. I doubt, I doubt Daniel Patrick Moynihan could get elected in New York today. And Moynihan was Democrat. Yeah, you might be right. I know, but Moynihan had a, had a machine behind him and machines matter, right? Because they manufacture things. Ah, uh, maybe that's a tough one. That's a tough one, David. Maybe. But I, Moynihan had a, had a machine, and Cuomo has a machine. He runs the machine, maybe. So Adrian says, Washington State under um, Inslee has blown up the state despite itself. It resembles the failures of California, New York, and Illinois. The future is fiscal discipline, small business voter base, and less corruption. Yes. Extremist BLM is abhorrent, abusive unemployment insurance, support of higher taxes with union worship, with, with business hatred. This is... You know, you're bringing up a lot of points, Adrian. I want to I cover a couple of those. I think Inslee believed. I don't know him, but I'm telling you my feeling again. Take it for whatever you think is worth. I think Inslee is similar to my mayor, not my governor. My governor doesn't care. He's just a selfish guy who would just do whatever the hell he wants. He, he doesn't really care. But my mayor, while he's completely incompetent and terrible, he is a true believer he believes that what he's doing is right. He's a true believer. I think Inslee's a true believer. 
that's what I believe. That's my gut. And I think he did what he thought was right, and it was completely wrong, and he screwed it up. But I think he's a true believer, and I think he's one of those guys who just goes, like my mayor. My mayor's like, Adrian, I know I took 80% of your, of your money, but if you just give me 85%, then we'll have that socialist utopia I've been telling you about. You just got to give me more. And my mayor b- believes that. That's why my mayor and governor fight, because one's a true believer and one's not. I think Inslee's a true believer. I think he believes that ideologically it will work. I think he does believe that. Yeah. So there's another piece. The abuse of unemployment insurance. I'm worried about this. I am. I'm worried about this because how do you unabuse it? Right? And I know it sounds it may sound dumb. Maybe maybe it is dumb, but it's fine. I'm still human. I say dumb things sometimes. But how do you unabuse it? So when do you say no more unemployment insurance? Um, it's over, right? And when you say it, how do the people feel when you've basically trained them to abuse it, right? You've trained someone to abuse it, and now you take it away. It's like if you're a bad parent, right? And your kid has been in your house since they were 18. I mean, you know, after they got they graduated high school 18, they're 30 now, and you pay their rent. You don't, and you don't make them pay any rent. They stay in your house. You don't make them pay any rent. You don't make them go to school. You don't make them, you know, you, you don't make them go to work. You feed them. You do their laundry. You basically take care of them until they're 30. Well, you shouldn't do that. They're abusing the, your, your, your good-heartedness, but you're letting them. So now at 30, you go, get out. That's kind of mean, isn't it? You have been supporting them for 12 years. You've been training them to take advantage of you for 12 years. You've assisted them in no way, and you're their parent, so you kind of should assist your kid if you're a parent. You should assist your kid in, in getting some skills to be able to survive and and get a job or at least move off somebody else well, something, right, to survive in some way, shape, or form. And what you're saying, Adrian, is we're encouraging this. We're telling you. Remember, we told stay home. Don't go out. Stay home. Take the money. Here's more money. Here's child credit. Here's more money. We are encouraging them. We, I mean, as America, as the government, right? We're encouraging them. Take it, take it, take it. And now you heard the president today. Well, they don't want to go to work. Just pay them more money. Which, if it was only the market, I'm actually totally okay with that. The problem is the market is competing against the government, right? That's the problem, right? If the market was competing within the market and the labor pool is so special and so awesome, they can go, Pay me more money. Or I'm not coming in. I don't have a problem with that. That's normal market rates. And if the people don't want to work for it, you got to pay them more money. Too bad. That's how the market works. Labor is part of the market. Pay them more money. No issues. The issue I have with this one, to your point, Adrian, is they're competing with the government. If the government was out of it and that still happens, no worries. Then you got to pay more money. That's That's how it works. I'm totally fine with that. My worry is the government stepping in. So thank you for bringing this up. It's a it's a really good point. Absolutely. Stop da- stop the madness says. Do you see the northeast states moving more left because so many right wingers are leaving? I yeah. I mean I think that's my point. I, I I think it's a terrible spiral. The people who would vote against it are leaving. So there's no one here to vote against it. So how do you change it? Right? What's the old thing? You, you can't fix the system if you're not part of the system? You're leaving. I'm trying not to do that. You know, am I thinking about Tennessee? I am. Of course I am. And if you live in New York, you're thinking about leaving too. 
just which state are you thinking about? Um, but mine right now was North Carolina. Now it actually is Tennessee. I'm thinking Tennessee. But I want to stay here and fight too. I, I, if I leave, I, is there someone else here who's who's even fighting the same way? Maybe. I don't know. So anyway. Um, Kenneth says, might be heading up your way for work soon. Anything on the island? Um, I absolutely need to, to do while I'm there. Yes, absolutely yes. If you can, if you are in Manhattan, what you should do, you should take a Wall Street walking tour. You will love it. Historical, interesting, not that expensive, pretty cheap. Takes about half a day, maybe less than that. Do a Wall Street walking tour. It is amazing. You will enjoy it. If Broadway is open, see if you can get some cheap tickets. I don't know if Broadway is going to be open yet. I'm not really sure when you're coming up. See if you can get some cheap tickets. It's awesome. Um, if you like sports, looks like we might still have Islanders, but maybe not. Did they win? I just I did a check. I didn't check it. Did they? I should check. I should know that. Um, but I was away the entire weekend, so I don't actually know. I was in Michigan the whole weekend, so I don't actually know. But um, but we have sports here, so that's nice. But my opinion, um, Wall Street walking tour is awesome. If you can get some um, some Broadway tickets, not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all. If you got some time, head out on a ferry and visit the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island. Those are two things to visit also, which are great here in New York. So I like those if, any, if, if you want to go to any of those. They're all interesting. So hope that helps. Um, Larry, do you think New York disbarring Rudy Giuliani is political retribution for him investigating Hunter and challenging the election? Um... No, I think it is retribution, but not for that. I think it's retribution for his heresy. Rudy is a lawyer and lawyers are all priests of the religion of law. They all are, right? And I think Rudy Gilani showed himself as a heretic against that religion. He fought the system and that's what he's punished for. He's punished for fighting the system. That's what I think. He made the system look bad. He's fighting the system. They punished him. That's what I think. I think it was punishment for fighting the system. So, yes. Uh, David says, prior to Fox, CNN, and CNN Headline News reported the news. Oh, prior to Fox, CNN, and CNN Headline News reported the news. Nowadays, all news networks have become 1970s movie network. Oh, yeah, well. When I was young, we had talk radio. We still do now. But I remember it was talk radio. It was, you know, WABC 770 talk radio or something like WOR talk radio. So you got some news, but it was mostly people giving their opinions about the news. It was news analysis and things like that. Rush Limbaugh was on talk radio, right? All that stuff. So now TV news to me was news. Once you started adding shows... I felt it was disingenuous to call it news anymore, right? I don't like that they call it CNN, meaning cable network news or Fox News. It's not CNN and it's not Fox News. It's Fox News and Talk. It's CNN News and Talk. That's what it actually is. They're talk shows. I'm not against them. They should have them. People get to have opinions. Please have opinions. But it's not news, right? Headline news and headline news used to actually be news. Even that's that's like TV shows now. So I don't know why they call it headline news. It's like TV shows about murder and stuff. So I guess the title doesn't matter anymore. 
But I thought that if it was called news, it, it was supposed to just be news. It isn't. It's news and talk. They should say that. It's talk. Right? When Rachel Maddow has her show, while Sean Hannity has their show, they're not telling you the news. They're giving you their opinion on the news, which is fine if you like Rachel Maddow or Sean Hannity. It please enjoy. But it's not news. It's their opinion on news. And it should be that. So thank you for that, David. I, I agree completely. Yes. So Keith says center-leaning conservatives and liberals have a lot in common with libertarians. It's the extreme right and left that are steering things and have all the attention for some crazy reason. Uh, because they're more exciting. They, they yell a lot more on Twitter, I guess. But yeah, absolutely. Yes. David says a lot of African-Americans I know are pretty conservative. Yes. Thank you, David. Yes, that's true. I am in the comedy circle. There are Bernie guys that annoy me. Black comedians are cool around town, though. Oh, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. There are many conservatism isn't a black or a white thing. Statistically, there are many black conservatives and many Hispanic conservatives. There are. The problem is the, in the past, they always believed, well, Republicans hate me, so I can't vote for them. But two things happen. One, Democrats are going so far left that their conservatives is pulling them right to vote Republican. And Trump, it's going to sound great for some of you. Because so many people who are white see Trump as a racist, but not everybody who's person of color sees him that way. So some people don't. And they're like, well, he just is about the money. I don't care. Fine. And if you're conservative, you vote for him. So yes. So, all right, see what I can do here. Um, in 1990s, I gave the world's smallest little quiz to students in Iowa State. Thank you. The results were that blacks and Hispanics are most socially conservative than whites. Look at that. Look at that. There are yes, that's my thank you, David, for, for validating what I'm saying. There are there are plenty of black and Hispanic conservatives. Just traditionally, they kept voting Democrat. That's shifting now. Right? That's shifting. Yes. Sam says in the past three months, we have seen increased military action from China, Russia, and Iran. Do you think there are testing capabilities, saber rattling, or something else? Um, I think that there are several things going on here. I think China is trying to act like they could take Taiwan. That's what I think. I'm not sure they can. And I think they're trying to do that. And I think it's saber rattling. I do not believe that China wants a full-scale invasion of Taiwan. I think what China actually wants, and this is not going to be an easy task at all, but I think what China actually wants is for Taiwan to accept some type of role as a as a part of the People's Republic of China. That's what they want. I think they're gonna try to negotiate something like like Hong Kong or something like, like you know, a I don't know, a hundred year deal or something like that. That's what I think they actually want. Now, again, no proof of that. Take that for whatever value you want, whatever you just I'm crazy, whatever. But I think that's what China actually wants. I do not think they want an actual invasion. An invasion of Taiwan will be bloody. There are 25, 30 million Taiwanese. They have a military. It will put China, I'm sorry, it will put Japan and America and the Philippines and, and Vietnam all in a very bad place. And they're going to make some bad decisions or no, no matter what decision is bad. They either have to abandon Taiwan or they have to fight with Taiwan or they have to sanction China or be sanctioned by China. I mean, an invasion of Taiwan is going to end up poorly for countries all around and going to cause hundreds of thousands of deaths. And I mean hundreds of thousands, maybe more. 
Who knows? I mean, because an invasion of Taiwan is either going to be an air invasion or a naval invasion or both. If America is involved, it won't happen because they'll be slaughtered on the way over. It'll be a massive naval war, and thousands of people are going to go to their deaths at the bottom of the ocean. That's going to happen. Thousands are going to go, going to see their deaths at the bottom of the ocean. That's a terrible thing. I don't think China wants that either. So my gut is they are building up to say, we'll do this. So Taiwan, accept, submit, submit in some format. And that format could be something as simple as becoming part of the Chinese Commonwealth, similar to like what Australia and New Zealand are were, and were to the UK, something like that. You are part of the Chinese Commonwealth or you, you retain your own governor or something like that. I believe that's what China wants because that becomes a symbolic win, no bloody and once it becomes Chinese waters, the Chinese can legally throw us out. And they will. They will throw us out of the South China Sea. Because then everything owned by all those islands are taking, plus Taiwan, you go out, was it 200 miles? Is that the right number? I forgot what the amount of, of miles is. The miles from your coast is because of your water, not international water. That will be expanded, and they will throw America out of that and say, you can't be there anymore. And we will have no choice except to leave unless we... Go to war against Taiwan and China, which we won't do. So, Sam, my, 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 and that's what I think will happen. I think in the coming 10 years, maybe, there will be an agreement that Taiwan will actually submit and say we, we will be part of whatever the equivalent of the Chinese Commonwealth is, whatever that equivalent is. They don't do that. Why is Russia and Iran? Because we're their enemies. And what else can you do? We, you put people in desperate situations. They do desperate things. Why, did North, why is North Korea getting nuclear weapons? Because we put them in a desperate situation. That's why. Of course. What else is it going to do? Right? Iran has to make sure it can defend itself in case, I don't know, they think that they're going to be attacked by the Saudis or attacked by, I don't know, Israel or whatever they think. Or to defend themselves against Syria or, or take over Syria, whatever the case may be. They're, I mean, they're doing a decent job of it already. They have their influence in Syria and their influence in Iraq is amazing. So, yeah. And Russia has to flex this. Russia is not powerful except for its military. It doesn't have a good solid economy. It doesn't have a good system. Its people are unhappy. There's only, what, 140 million Russians? Like, it's like almost about the same amount as Japanese. And it's, there's 100 million Vietnamese. There's 100 million Filipinos. So, you know, they aren't that big of a country by population anymore. They just aren't. Their, their economy isn't even close. What, what's their economy? Is it even in the top 20? I don't know if it is it in the top 20. Maybe. I'm not even sure if it's in the top 20. So it's not doing well. So of course they want to build military. What else can you do? Yes. So, all right. Since it's Ask Anything Monday, do you think Major League Baseball should have an automatic strike zone? 100% yes, Matt. I was at the Yankee game last weekend, two weeks ago. Yeah, not this Saturday, last Saturday. Yankee, Yankees A's. Yankees won, by the way. Um, yes, 100% yes. There is yes. The reason is baseball is so traditional. And it's a terrible idea, 100% automatic strike zone. We have the technology for it. Not just that instant replay, all those things. Baseball's playing old school and it's dumb. It should speed itself up and do it. Yes, yes, and yes, Matt. 100% yes, yes. All right, uh, let's see here. Andrew says, as of two weeks ago, I was voted in to be a member of my church board. Congrats, Andrew. Yes, I took my oath of office and now I'm officially a member of my church uh, vestry board. I can now call myself an official. You are an elected official, Andrew. Nicely done. Yes. 
Uh, Frank Perkins says, I know this is off topic. It's okay. It's AMA. But do you have thoughts about the New Hampshire kerfuffle? Um, yeah, I, I guess. People are asking about it. I, I don't care that much. I know people get mad when I say they want me to care and take a side, blah, blah, blah. Not really. I mean, I, I think that what happens in New Hampshire, New Hampshire people should figure it out. If their messaging is so bad that it doesn't work, we'll find out real soon. We will find out if if people start leaving and things don't work and we can't get people elected, then they were wrong. If people start coming in there right and they're joining left and right and we're having successes, then they were right. I think we'll figure it out relatively soon, within a year, I think for sure, maybe two, but probably within a year. We'll figure out if they're, if they're right or if they're wrong. Um, their local issues were bad, but their local issues, they'll deal with it their, their way. Um, that's what I kind of think. I know the LP lost his leadership. I don't like that. I, I wish we would have kept our leadership, but we didn't. Sucks, but it's not going to end the world. The reality of it is, it doesn't change how I, whether I'll run for office or not, doesn't change how New York State runs. It doesn't change the fact that I'm going to have another Democrat mayor again. That doesn't change that. So I'm not that concerned. I think it'll blow over. That's why I didn't really say much. I, I know people don't like that. They really want me to have an opinion on it, but it's not that big a deal to me. They'll figure it out. So anyway, yes. Let's see if I can keep going here. Um, let's see. Dustin says, my first move would be to try and end the state tax on overtime for the working class. Oh, it's an interesting one. And the state tax on overtime for the working class. You know, I actually hadn't thought about a phased removal of the reason why I was worried about a phased removal of the of an income tax in general was I thought the phase that would just get pushed out so far would never happen. I thought that would slow me down too much. I'd rather have a, a drop dead date, if that makes any sense, Dustin. That's what I was thinking. But, you know, you're making me think. Maybe I should think about a, a, a phased plan. If I put my team together, I'll put them together in August, September, if I do that. I literally, I will bring this idea up. It's not a bad idea, Dustin. The idea of a phased income tax removal is not necessarily a bad idea. I do have some concerns because in the phases themselves can adjust and shift versus a drop dead date, because I want to get it done. But I get your point. It's a valid point. Thank you. Michael says, Chattanooga for sure. They've had fiber operating internet for the region for over a decade. Is that right? Look at that. Oh, my God. Making me want to go there now. I love that. Nice. That's <laughs> really good. I like that. Um, the OG Box says, howdy from Sweaty Queens. It is sweaty here. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Craig says, what do you think about the G7 commitment to all zero emissions vehicles? Should I be able to buy a gas burner if I want one? Um, what I would like from me- meetings like the G7 is not a commitment. What I would like is just use the bully pulpit. If you're a leader and you believe that we shouldn't have gas burning vehicles, I'm not against you thinking that. Good for you. I feel that's correct. Then you should use the bully pulpit to convince us to not buy gas-powered vehicles. And hopefully you're good and you move us and we decide, you know what? This guy is right. I shouldn't buy a gas-powered vehicle. I think the bully pulpit matters, and I think we should be doing that. I want you, Craig, to not buy a gas car because you realize, oh, 
I don't really want a gas car. I'd rather have an electric car. I think it's a much better way of doing it. It's long-term. You don't get rebellion. So I'd much rather do it that way. And I'm not even talking about it. Shaking their fists and going, we should, should, should. Guys, look at this. Or even I would go as far, and some people wouldn't even like this, but I would go as far. If you're concerned that this is the big deal, right? The, the problem that I have with all of the issues with global warming is the vast majority of them are only symbolic and make our life harder, like banning straws and such, right? Now, banning straws, I know for many people, feels good. We've banned plastic straws. See, we're doing something. We haven't done anything. It's it's nothing. There's still terrible plastic in the ocean. Everything's still bad, right? And then we put masks. That's all in the garbage. I mean, we just, we it did, it did nothing. Um, banning plastic bags just makes our life harder and doesn't do anything. But if you wanted to have something like, you know, here's an X prize for the, I don't know, coolest electric vehicle or something, I'd even be okay with that, even though I know many pure libertarians would be angry even at that. But I would do that at least. Something that will make real product, you know, like the this um, in, in impossible meat. This is a good idea. It's it's it, the concept. I don't know the details, but the concepts are if I have more of this meat, I don't have to have cows and cow farts and cow burps that will put methane into, into the into the uh, um, into the ozone and knock down more of the Amazon forest. Let's do something like that. That's the kind of thing that I like, that type of thing that actually could have some impact that if you don't want to eat an impossible burger, you don't have to. But if you like it and it's good for you and you want to do it, you eat a bunch of Impossible Burgers. So I, I guess my concept's the same. I want people to choose to do what I think is right. So therefore, I should use my bully pulpit. I should be savvy enough to convince you to do what I think is right and to make you go, yeah, I was right. We don't do enough of that. We just keep passing laws. It's almost like influence has no value. Why bother? I got men with guns. I don't need to influence people. Men with guns is fine. So yeah. That's where I am. So um, let's see if I can do this here if I can. Um, Let's see here. Will libertarians have a candidate in New York City? Asked Mike. If so, who? If not, will the party help push the Republicans? No, the Republican cannot win. I mean, it's impossible. I mean, Curtis Sliwa is a Republican candidate. Um, And I met uh, Curtis Sliwa. Those who don't know Curtis Sliwa, he is a... um, he started the uh, Guardian Angels, I think, in the 70s. Is it 80s? No, 70s. Yeah, in the 70s. He started the Guardian Angels in the 70s to help, guard, um, to help you know, civilians guarding people in the subways and such. And yeah, hard charger, loves New York, not a bad guy, um, has, 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 has had some health issues recently. Um, but he's the Republican. He, he, he's not going to win in this state, in this city. He just, the city's, New York City's 75% Democrat. So, Pushing him, why would you even bother? We do have a, a, a candidate. Her name is Stacy Pressman. I've already been calling to raise money for her. I've supported her more than once. I'm going to have her on my show. Is it this Wednesday? I think Wednesday. I'm going to have her on my show in the afternoon. Uh, she'll be on. It's uh, Pressman, P-R-U-S-S-M-A-N, for mayor.com. Pressman for mayor.com. She's a libertarian candidate. Yes. My hope for her, by the way, is to get her on the debate stage. Um, that's the only way she's going to win, to be forward with you. If if she does get in the debate stage, tough for her to win, really tough. But if she gets in that debate stage, she got a shot. That's how Jesse Ventura won. Um, so that's the way she has any chance at really winning is that, and I want to get her in the debate stage. And debate will, debates will be in October. So we do that. We have a shot at making something happen. So yes, 
The county uh, I live in was 80% plus Republican in 1994. Today it's 52-48 Republican. It went Biden in the last election. It's the county just north of Orlando, Seminole County. People living in the city are moving north once they have. Moving north. I'm not sure what that last part was. Um, but, oh, okay. So you're saying in your case, people are moving out of the city into that county, into the country? I'm not sure we're going with that. Are you saying that people are, are moving from the city into your county and as they come to the county, they turn the county more blue. I, I think that's what you're saying. Um, Sam says, "Would you consider running as a Democrat for AOC's House seat? Use Libertarian House." Um, Sam, I'm I'm not going to run for a House seat or uh, a Senate seat or any of those things. And here's the reason why: there are two reasons why. The number one reason why is I'll have no impact. I want impact. An impact for me is at an executive level. Impact for me is in a spot where people can hear me talk. Impact for me is a place to where I can get in a debate stage with somebody to make some sense. That's impact for me. That's number one. But number two, I don't want to run unless I can provide impact. If I announce, just so you guys know, if I run, I'll be announcing in August or September. If I announce, I'm going to be bugging all of you for money and for time and for you to be online and be sharing my stuff. I'm going to be bugging you for all that stuff all the time. Why? Because I need it to make impact. I don't feel comfortable doing that. Bugging you, Sam, and saying, Sam, give me money. Larry, just have, I know, give me some more, right? Come on out, do this for me. Come on, share this, share that. I don't feel comfortable doing that unless I'm providing you some value, right? I bug you guys for money now but not much because I'm giving you some value and I hope you enjoy it. And I'm asking you to share and like, cause it's fine. But when I run for office, I'm bugging you all the time for it. And I want you to be out there doing the sign waves, all that stuff. Well, if I'm doing that, then I got to be able to provide you with value so that you look back a year later and go, that guy Larry busted his ass for me. Okay. You know, I'm glad I gave him a hundred bucks or whatever I gave him. Hope you give me more than that. Right. But whatever. But I, I want you to be like, I'm glad I gave this guy my cash. I'm glad I was out there signing for this guy. I'm glad I was sharing his stuff everywhere. This guy busted his ass for me. Totally worth it. I'm glad I did it. If I don't feel like I can do that, I can't do that. And I think governor is the best shot for me to do that to where it's worth it, where you can look back and go, yeah, I think most people, and maybe I'm wrong, but people who've talked to me, most people who supported me in, in, in 2018 are happy they did. They're like, yeah. They're happy they did. They see me still working. They see me still doing it. And they're happy they did. Speaking of that, I am working. And I'm going to ask for money now. Thank you for that one. Please, guys, help me out. Like, comment, and share. It does matter. Like and comment and share. It is important. The more you do it, the more people see me. I don't get canceled. All that kind of good stuff. And, of course, my sponsors, the Advocates for Self-Government, theadvocates.org, the world's smallest political quiz. Please, you see that link there? Click that link. Take that quiz. When you're done taking that quiz, share it. Click the link, take the quiz. It's about maybe two minutes, probably less, a minute. Take the quiz, share it, let people know you took it, and guess what happens? My sponsors are happy, and they keep sponsoring me. So please do that. Why does that matter? You click that link tree link, and what do you see? All those goodies you see. All those other things that I'm doing, my TikTok, my shortwave clips, all those things. People do that. They put those clips together. They put up those memes. These are people on my team who I have to I have to pay them to do this work. It's a lot of work to do. My sponsors help to make that happen. So if you want that to happen, take that test. Keep my sponsors happy so they'll keep sponsoring so we can keep doing stuff. Absolutely, it's important. By the way, my book is coming out. 
next next month it's coming out. So that's also there. Check out my book there also if you want to. And of course, if you can, you support me. Head over to patreon.com slash shortway. Throw me some bucks every month. If you like what I'm doing, if it makes sense, if you think it's good and valuable, then do it. $10 a month is great. A hundred bucks when you make those big dollars, throw me a hundred bucks a month because you've got tons of money. If you don't, 10 bucks a month is fine. All good. Whatever you can spare is going to help tremendously. And of course, I always ask you, join my stuff, join my YouTube, join all those things. So yes, Adrian says, thanks for commenting. Good discussion, sir. Thank you. I tried that. Absolutely. Yes. Josh says, how do we have faith in voting and even filing taxes when unemployment is so corrupted and wasted overseas? Yeah. Yeah. Josh, what I would say, and I can't stand it, what are the options that we have right now? I know it's a terrible answer. I'm aware. I gave you a terrible answer. I'm aware of that. What are you going to do? We're going to have to try to fix it, or we got to pack up and leave and try to find some other place that's going to work. I mean, there's better states, I guess, but are there better countries? We're not in a good spot right now. I say we try to fix it. I want to try to fix it, and I believe in my heart the best way of fixing it is the Libertarian Party. That's it. David says, last I checked, Andrew Yang was top four. He was, and he dropped out, though. He was the fourth. He dropped out. He has already dropped out. He knows he's not going to win. Not going to happen at all. Yes. So, good. All right. Um, Blaze says, leave New York City, move to South Carolina, Lindsey Graham's district. You will win no red flag laws, no wars, and, and your Ellis Island as the southern border is brilliant. You wish it's happened in New York City. Thank you, Blaze. But it is my city. I am born here. I live here. It is my city. So it's going to take a lot to get me to move. So that doesn't mean I wouldn't. It just, it'll take me a lot. That's where I, I live here. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway. All right. Um, the OG boxer says government handouts are worse than drugs with addiction to the flow of cash. You know, this is another issue. It wasn't like they said, hey, it's going to be a tough three months. Here's some cash. Let's rebuild. They said, no. Here's just a lot of money for over a year and don't don't go back to work. Yeah, it's actually become a way of life for a lot of people. 100%. You're right. Frank says, I've heard that there are a lot of folks that now prefer, uh, that would prefer to work from home. Tons of them. I, if I remember the last survey I saw, this is probably a month ago, I think. The last survey I saw, if I remember my numbers right, um, they surveyed people who were working remotely. Over half didn't want to come back. Only about 20% actively wanted to come back. And about a third or something like that said they would quit if they had to come back. Now, who knows whether they really will quit or not? But 30% said that at least. So that's, yeah, a lot of people. Yes, absolutely. David says, our governor is giving 1500 I guess, dollars for people to go back to work when he should opt out of the federal government business can't open plant. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Just let people work instead. I have to bribe them to go back? Yeah. Oh, my God. Terrible. Terrible. So, all right. See if I can grab a couple of these here. Um, so, CNN is to news what MTV is to music. Ooh, Matt, look at you. Very nice. Yes. That I, I'm old enough to remember when MTV used to play music. I remember that. I, I actually remember that. I was old enough. I remember 
I remember I, I got MTV and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. My friends used to come over. I was in high school, junior high school, one or two. I think high school. Maybe junior high school. I think high school. And you'd have to come over and watch the videos when they came out because we didn't have DVR. I guess you could always VHS tape them. Everybody knows what that is. Yes, absolutely. That's funny. So, yeah, that, that's true. I, does MTV ever play music anymore? I, I know there was a time when they were making transition. I think they're only shows now. I don't think they ever play anymore. Yes, absolutely. Ryan says, say bye to my whole family. Tennessee's the way. Tennessee's the way, huh? Yeah, I know. Um, Paula says, that sounds like Chinese colonialism they invade Taiwan. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Which is why I don't think they'll make a full invasion. I don't think that. Yes. I think that's it. So, yeah. Um, Andrew says, Fox News is not fair and balanced. They claim they are. It's yelling fast. But Benjamin says right here, they changed their slogan to stand up for what's right. Yes. Yes. They changed their slogan. Which I respected. It's straight up. It's fine. MSNBC, same way. Straight up. This is who I am. You don't like it? Why are you watching? Right? Why are you watching? You know who we are. Why are you watching? 100%. Yes. So, all right. Let's see if I can see if I can get here a couple more of these. So, John says, you had a relationship with John McAfee. What are your thoughts or reflections on his death? Um, I got to tell you, I liked McAfee. There's a short time I was angry at him. And I was angry at him because I thought, selfishly, let me be very forward, John. I was selfish when I thought this, but it's what I thought. Selfish or not, it's what I thought. Um, I thought that he had thrown away an opportunity to help us after 2016. I think he gave up too fast on the election of 2016. And I don't think he did enough. I didn't think he did enough in 2017 after. Now, he had his own life, his own issues he was dealing with. So I was being selfish when I thought that, but that's what I thought. And I was a little angry with him uh, about that. But I got over that. I was like, you know what? I got over that. And then I was happy he was still around. I was just happy he was still around in our area. And then when he had to go on the run, I felt like it was unfair and that he felt cheated, which he was cheated. So now that he's gone, I feel terrible that he's gone. But I'm not sure that he didn't kill himself. He might have. I mean, that's that's not outside of his of 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 who he was. He might have. I have no idea. It could totally not be. I'm just saying, if we found out that he really did, I wouldn't be surprised. He was a 76. Is that right? 76, I think, or 77? I forgot. 76, maybe. Year old man. And when he realized the Americans were coming for him. I mean, he was going to spend the rest of his life in, in solitary confinement. They saw him as a terrorist. I don't know. And he wasn't that at all. Um, I think if I were, if I had any power, if I was president or whatever, I could have done something, I would have negotiated a deal with him in a heartbeat and got him back into the country. I would negotiate a deal with him. Whatever the deal is, I don't know. Did he know something that we need to know? Whatever, I don't know. We would have done something. I would have made a deal to get him back in. That's what I would have done. So I'm I'm not happy about his death at all. I was mad at him for a while, but it was a selfish anger, not a righteous anger. It was a selfish anger. Um, and I wasn't afterwards. And that's when I had the interview with him because we were fine. We were we were fine. So anyway, hope that answers your question. 
So um, let's see here. Um, still, I need to get more of your shirts unless I work doing an advertising space for my streams for free. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah, see, we'll be. Yeah, I love that. If I run, you have tons of shirts. I still have from the campaign. I still have like 12. I have tons. I used to wear those shirts every day. I still have tons of them. So Josh says, love your opinions, Larry. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Yes. All right. Um, Mike says, how many New York City police officers do you believe will leave? Do you believe all of New York City people want them gone? Mike, this is an issue. And I think my gut tells me that there will be a, a pause on New York City cops leaving because of Eric Adams winning. There'll be a pause. Because Eric, while he's not, you know, super pro-police, he was one of them. And he's still, you know, he's okay with real police reform. He's going to want to add police into the mix, which I always said, if you're going to reform an organization, you have to have the people in the front line as part of that reform. You don't want to reform the police without, without having the police involved in the reform, right? You really want that. And I think Eric Adams will do that. I could be wrong. He is Democratic. He may just be like, tell with it. It's possible. But I think he will. And Mike, I think because of that, I think there'll be a pause in the exodus. And then the cops are like, wait a minute. If he's, if he's coming aboard, this may be okay. Let's see where his head is and see what's going on. I think there'll be a pause because it is a problem. Most of you don't know this, but most New York City police officers don't live in New York City. So they can just go get jobs someplace else if they want to. But they like the union in the city, like what's going on in the city. So, But some of them will leave. And they have been leaving. Like I said, they, they have been leaving. But I, I think you're going to find a pause in that because of Eric Adams. and Because they would – the cops don't want to leave. They will feel like they have to leave, but they don't want to leave. So if they believe there's a chance that things will be better with, with Adams, I think you'll find a pause. I mean, somebody just burned, obviously. But I think you're going to find men are just going to pause. Be like, you know what? All right. Let's see what, let's see what he's got to say before they bail. That's, that's what I think. Right, that that that's what I think. Nancy says he was my cousin and he was murdered. Wow, Nancy didn't know that. So Nancy, you know him better than I do. I was I was his acquaintance. I was not, obviously not related to him. I wasn't I was not close as uh, I wasn't like a family friend. I mean, I knew his wife, but I wasn't like a family friend. I was an acquaintance. Um, wow, maybe he was. You know him better than I do for sure. Being his cousin, I you obviously know him better than I do. That's terrible. I'm sorry for your loss. I didn't realize that, Nancy. I didn't realize he was your cousin. I, I, I were you close? I'm just curious. I don't know if you were close or not. Uh, some cousins, I'm not, no judgment on you. Just some cousins are very close. Some are distant. Some are kind of close. All depends upon the relationship with cousins, whether you guys grew up together or not, that kind of thing. So no judgment on you, just a question. That's it. So, all right. Uh, Josh says, could we get the libertarian slash green news started exposing hypocrisy through our politics shows last podcast? I feel like the short ways to close I've seen so far. Hmm. So a show that exposes hypocrisy throughout politics. It's not bad. Let me think on it. Um, maybe. Is it hypocrisy or silliness? Or, or, or wrongness? The morality? I don't know. That's a good question, Josh. Um... I was trying to not pigeon my whole, my pigeon, my whole, you could do that, I guess, but pigeonhole myself um, into something, something into something so specific, but maybe I could add a show like that or grab someone else and do a show together like that once a week or something like that. I guess we could do it. It's possible, I guess. 
Chip says, what do you think of the Fed digitizing our money? Um, I feel like it's it's the future, right? If you haven't noticed, there's, I mean, many of you have noticed already, but some of you may not have. It's basically been a war on cash for years. And now um, with COVID, the, the war on cash is even harder because now they say, well, it's not sanitary, right? It's not safe to give money because you might get COVID on the dollars. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. You know, dollars, you might have COVID in a dollar and you die from giving somebody a dollar. I'm serious. That's people have said that. And that's why, was it the Yankee game? How was that? I think it was at the game. Was it? Yeah, there was a Yankee game. They wouldn't take cash. It was only cards. That was it. You don't have a card. Can't do it. Got to have a way of, of passing money without touching anything because you might get COVID. So they're, 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 there's a war on cash. Well, it's a war on cash. They're going to have to do that, right? How else are they going to pass it around? They got to make sure it goes through them. Why? So you can follow every single expenditure so they can put you in jail when you do one thing wrong. That's the reason. It's not because they care about money or, or how valuable the money is. Nothing. It is so that the second your money doesn't go where they think it should or pat, you know some law or whatever, they can put you in jail. That's it. It is all about control. If you have watched recently what they do, if any of you have any access to criminal um, criminal um, um, trials, the amount of data that the government is able to, to get on you the second you're accused of a crime, oh, my God, right? I always thought as a kid, as a kid, I thought that, you know, okay, you commit, you, they think you committed a crime. They could go check your house or check your thing for specific stuff to see if it matters. No, now it's just like, I want all your computers. I want all of your social media. I want all of everything. And then to check it all out. And I've seen this actually happen. I've done some consulting for a criminal, criminal um, um, attorneys. And they will literally show on a screen to a jury something posted from an email or something with stuff blocked out, and all you'll see is the bad stuff. Just, yeah. So, of course you're guilty. And here's a receipt for cash. Or here's a picture of someone taking cash. See, he's taking cash. What does that mean? He's evil. Yeah. that That's the assumption. If you're taking cash, you're evil. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. So uh, John says, learn something in Michigan. But it was good seeing you in, in Michigan, John. Small medical marijuana family-owned companies are being denied recreational licenses. They, Michigan, hired a company called Metric, who decides who is connected well enough to get a recreational mar- marijuana license. These family-owned medical operations are doomed to go to business. Somebody needs to be yelling regular like onions. That was my entire point, John. I told everybody this. I told everybody this. We are right. We're not going to regulate in New York state until we can make sure that only big business wins and little business gets crushed. And we've done that now. Michigan did that. Now, of course, that's how they're all doing it. They have to make sure that their cronies are able to win and the little guys get trashed. Absolutely. Michael says, I have, I have had an impossible from BK. It wasn't too horrible, but very expensive. I'm in meat central, North central Ohio. And that's, you know, it's great, Michael. If people like Impossible Burgers, enjoy them, right? And that's the thing. I, I would hope that people try them 
I don't really eat burgers because of the bread. I, I spend most of my time in keto. So, but I would hope that if you like burgers, I would hope you would try one. And if you like it, please eat more of them because you like it. But if you don't like it, I get it. But this goes back to what I was about with Craig. We should be providing more options that people enjoy. And if you enjoy them, go ahead. I think it's a great idea, right? It's a great idea. Yes. Jay says, Larry, you got the neo pronouns like Z and Zer. Um, to be forward, it's fine. I, I don't. I actually prefer pronouns like that are simpler, right? I just prefer everybody being they. It's because it's simpler. I, in my personal view, and this is only my personal view, I'll call you whatever you want. I, I don't, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. M- my only issue is if I forget or make a mistake, don't attack me like I'm the worst person in the world. If I make a mistake, it's because I'm making a mistake. That's the only reason. And sometimes it's going to happen. I'm just human, which is why I prefer anything simple, like call everybody they, and then it's done and it's good. Something I saw thing recently. I think I was, might've been in Michigan. I forgot where I saw the, the new, because pride was yesterday. Maybe it was on, maybe it was online. I saw, I saw a, like a new pride flag. It had like, uh, like a triangle with a, rainbow and different stuff in it and supposed to be more inclusive to like other types of of other members of the lgbtq plus community and i thought to myself a terrible idea that's what i thought what a terrible idea because in my mind and again this is my mind this goes to what you're saying jay in my mind and clearly not my mind isn't everyone's mind but in my mind i was thought of the rainbow flag was kind of like the flag for everybody. Like anyone could have a rainbow flag. I had rainbow shirts when I ran for governor, right? It's whatever. I'm not gay, but I didn't care. Fine, it's it's for everybody. You can be straight, you can be gay, you can be whatever. It doesn't matter. You can be whatever you want to be. It's the rainbow flag. It's all the colors. That's what I always thought it to be. But maybe that's not true, right? That's not my community. So I could be wrong. I'm an outsider here looking in. And as an outsider looking in, I thought, well, I could have that flag too, is what I thought. Why can I have that flag? Right? I had a Gadsden one. It was called the it was called the Gadsden, the Gadsden flag, right? I had one of those. I'm like, yeah, this is for everybody, right? I know it's called the Gadsden flag, but it's for everybody, isn't it? I can have that flag, can I? I'm not gay, I can have it. That's what I thought. When I saw that flag, I thought, oh. So now I gotta divvy it up more. That's what I felt like. I got to divvy it up more. It's too much trouble. I don't want to, I don't want to divvy it up more. I like the we're all together flag. I like that one. Again, I am an outsider looking in. So my views may not be what the community agrees with, but that's what I thought. So if there's going to be any pronouns, I like it simple. Make everybody they or Z's ears. Fine. I don't care. Whatever. Let's just make a rule so that we can do it. Cause I'm far more concerned with moving us forward as people and as, as humanity than I am about whether we divvy ourselves up effectively or not. I'm not as concerned at all. So fine. Let's just change. Let's make everybody Zzer. Then we're good. We're all Zs and Zers. Beauty. Love it. I'm good with that. Whatever. It's all good. Yes. So I can do this here. Um, let's see here. 
Um, what's this debate about Thursday? Um, yeah, there's a, a, a young gentleman named Dylan Burns who thinks that my, I think, I believe this from what he tells me, who thinks that all oh, my foreign policy is terrible. His people have called my foreign policy garbage. So he wants to debate me on Thursday. I'm not going to debate him. I'm going to have a discussion with him. People always want to debate me, but I just have discussions. That's fine. So we're going to talk on Thursday at 7. The show will be 7 p.m. here, and it will be uh, Dylan Burns and myself, and he's going to beat me up on foreign policy, I believe. I just had that. uh, For those who didn't see it, you can go back to the page and check it out. It's on Shortway page and also on, I think it was on Larry Sharp page too. Um, I had a discussion with Destiny, the YouTuber, on, on foreign policy. I thought it was going to be on sanctions. I thought we had agreed on sanctions. And then he said, no, it's non-interventionalism. I said, ah, fine. Yeah, that's good. So I had a kind of off-the-cuff conversation on non-interventionalism. I thought it went well. I felt good about it. But a lot of a lot of Destiny's people, if you look read the comments, boy, were they mad at him and me. They were not happy. They were mad at him. You should have beat up Larry Sharp worse. You don't know your history. Mad at me. Larry, history is all garbage. Everything you said is terrible. So they got mad. So I guess I'm guessing, I don't know this. I'm guessing this guy, Dylan, saw this and said, well, I'll beat up Larry. And he reached out and I said, yeah, come beat me up. It's fine. I don't mind. I've, I've debated or discussed. They say debate. I never, I just say discuss. I, I, I discussed uh, libertarianism and foreign policy with Destiny twice and once with uh, Vosh. You guys check it out if you want to. It's on my, it's on theirs and on mine if you want to see it. You can go to Sharpway. Um, and just type in Larry Sharp and Destiny Larry Sharp and Vosh, and you'll see him. You can watch him if you want to. And now, Dylan, I'm happy to have the conversations. I want to have the conversations. So all good. And maybe he'll beat me up. Maybe Dylan's super savvy, and maybe he'll beat me up. It's possible. I hope he does. Life is good. So, yes. All right. Um, Christine, sorry that one's out of it. Oh, yeah, right, because the lightning. Right. Yes, thank you. I remember that. Thank you, Christine. So we don't have that. Sorry, we don't. Yes. Um, let's see. James says, reject modernity, embrace tradition, keep base traditional. See, James is, most people think that. And that's why they don't have it. I think most baseball fans agree with you. I don't. I think make it modern. I do. I think make it modern. But, but I'm the minority. I think most people who are baseball fans agree with you, James. I think they do. They agree with you. I think you guys are wrong. Modern, modern, modern. I like it. Anyway. It is what it is. I think your side's winning, so it doesn't really matter, does it? Your side's winning. Yeah. All right. Um, Julie says, Cuomo opened the state. Now he's telling everyone to take the heat seriously. That's dangerous. He is so trying to get the heat off of him. Yes. Oh, Julie, he's doing a good job of it, by the way. Cuomo's doing a great job. He is getting people to think, look over there. Forget about what I did before. Don't worry about that. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. They're they turning it all around. He's, I told them about this. He's a master at this. He's very good at this. It's his skill set. He's very good at this. And he's, he's not done. People think he's finished. He's not finished at all. So, excuse me. I, I think I might have caught a cold when I was in, um, when I was in um, Michigan. I might have caught a cold. I hope not, but maybe. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see if I can do this here. Uh, the new pride flag looks like a country flag. Yeah. I, I don't really I don't really like that. I, I'm with you. Yes. Josh, I found the term GSM and prefer that over. Yes. I use GSM all the time. I do. But when it comes to that flag, that flag is not for GSM. 
that specific flag is for the LGBTQ plus, right? I, is it I plus? I forgot. But that's what that flag is for. And that's why it has all that stuff in it. I liked just GSM. For those of you don't know, G- GSM is a, is a more inclusive phrase, right? GSM is gender and sexual minorities. It's a much better phrase. I use it often, Josh. I do also. I'm with you on that. The LGBTQI is divvies everybody up. It's actually non-inclusive. And it breaks everybody up. GSM brings it all together. I prefer GSM and I usually use it. I only use it this time because of this specific flag. And the GSM flag is usually the rainbow flag, which means we're all together. I'm I'm with you, Josh. 100%. I am with you. Yes. All right. Um, let's see if I can keep doing this. It's, it's common that most Karen slash soccer moms are more left-leaning if you know how they act because they worry about their children and others demanding authoritarian control on everyone's lives. So you think Karens and soccer moms are more left-leaning? Maybe. I'm not sure. I know many of them did not like Trump, but I don't think it's because they were left-leaning. I think because they didn't like how Trump talked, right? I think Trump, Trump was so was so aggressive and forward in his conversations, I think it made people people like that not like him. I think that's it. That's what I think. I think. But I could be wrong. So um, Mike says, you were on the Glenn Beck show. That's true. Twice, actually. Do you believe his network is na- is a new leading network, knowing he's libertarian and has many different libertarian shows in his network? <sighs> Glenn Beck is not libertarian. He leans libertarian. But he's conservative. He's conservative who leans libertarian. He's not a libertarian who leans conservative. He's conservative first and leans libertarian. Um, yeah, I, I, I would, I mean, many libertarians lean left or lean right. He's a conservative who leans liberty. That, that's where he is. But he does have a couple libertarian shows and that was true. The Blaze is, is very popular when it comes to, you know, online, he does radio, he does, you know, TV, he does it all. So, and his studio, I was in his studio in um, in uh, Texas. It is amazing. There's a lot of cool stuff in that studio. It's, it's amazing there. So I think he could. I think he could. It will, it, the problem that he's going to have and many people are going to have is how do you grow and retain a brand, right? Does he just become the Blaze has a, a conservative channel and a libertarian channel and a liberal channel and a communist channel. Like, does he go that far or does he go? No, no, it's, it's conservatives that lean libertarian. That's the channel, right? Does he become that? I don't, I don't, I don't know where he goes. That makes any sense. I don't, I don't know where he goes. So I don't know how far he can go. I don't know. I'm sure he's having or had conversations on this a thousand times already. And I'm sure he's moving in the direction he feels is appropriate. I just think that is a tough place. And I don't know if he, if he picks right, I think he can go well. The advantage to Glenn Beck is he was one of the early adopters. He didn't, he went from, I remember still listening to him, believe it or not, um, when he was on uh, W, was it PAT in Philadelphia? In Philadelphia, when I used to have a business out in the, uh, in the, in the Philly area, he was on more, he was a morning show guy, like a 10 a.m. or something like that. Um, so I remember, I remember him back then. It's probably 20 years ago, give or take, in that area. And um, and I think he when he didn't make it in CNN, didn't make it on Fox, he said, I'm doing my own thing. And he was one of the first to do it. 
And I think he really got out ahead of that. So he has, he has the right people, the right names. I think if anyone has a chance of, of being a, a decent, real online only, his is going to be really good. Um, the left is doing YouTube more than anything else. But but behind paywall stuff, locals is heavily um, right-leaning, and that's behind paywalls. Um, Fox News is behind a paywall. Fox Nation, I'm sorry, behind a paywall. There aren't that many left behind a paywall yet. Not being successful, at least. So, maybe. So, all right. Um, Ron says, Biden recently announced making up deficits by giving the IRS more people to catch people cheating. Uh, uh, no, that's a terrible idea. You just you could just make it simpler so less people cheat. That would also work. If you make the rules easier, cheaper, yeah, cheaper. Rick says, amen on GSM. Yes, I believe, yes, amen on GSM. A hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. We're on the same page. Steve says, LGBT was fine, but then they added QWERTY and it got too confusing. Yeah, I know they kept adding stuff. Stop adding stuff. Just, it, it, it was good. Stop adding stuff. Yes, absolutely. Um, Josh says, I do appreciate Glenn Beck. He's not libertarian, but at least authentic and not completely politically party educated. That's true. And I, I would agree with that. Yes, I think he's conservative, but he's liberty leaning. I do think that he just lean libertarian, but he is conservative. And if you asked him, I think he would tell you that. He's a proud conservative. He's, he's not hiding that. He's, as you said, authentic. That's where he is. I'm a, I'm a conservative. That's who I am. Done. And yeah, he leans liberty. He does. He leans. Mike says, many thanks for all the answers. Absolutely. Of course, I, I try to give to the best of what I possibly can. And it says both parties have Karens. Yes and yes. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Yes. Yes and yes. That is very true. Guys, I'm going to ask you if I could one more time. Like, comment, and share. I know I've been bugging you about it. But the more we like, the more we comment, the more we share, the more people see what we're doing. It does matter. If you've got some cash, sponsor the show if you like it. If you like what I'm doing, I'm going to keep doing it. I will. Absolutely. 10 bucks a month is awesome from patreon.com slash sharpway. If you got bigger bucks, more money you can spend, I love it. Don't be 25 bucks. I'll keep doing this. The more I get, the more I'll put more people to work, the more content I will put out. Tomorrow night, by the way, I'm doing um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing a a show with a gubernatorial candidate from California. And then Wednesday, I'm doing a show on um, I'm dealing with a, a race issue in um, in our politics. And then Thursday, I'm doing the uh, discussion with uh, Dylan Burns on foreign policy. So lots of cool stuff coming up. If you like that, you want to see me do more of that, I can. Any team would do it. Like, comment, and share. Sponsor. And of course, take the world's smallest political quiz. Please take it. Click that specific link so they know it came from me. That's why I want you to click that link. You know, it comes from me. Do that. Click that link. Take that test and then share it. That's important. And always like, comment, and share. Always. Absolutely. Yes. So, yes. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, we like it and we sponsor it. Thank you, Paula. Absolutely. Yes. We like it very much. Um, is it Wildstar? No, it is not Wildstar. I like Wildstar. I do. I had him on my show a while ago. Mm. year ago? Two years ago? I forgot when I had him on my show a while ago. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, you said in crypto yet. Um, I've been asking my team about it. We haven't set up crypto yet. We have not. We have to. Again, people have to start supporting us so we can put time into that too. But we should be, hopefully soon. How about that? Hopefully 
soon. I would appreciate that, hopefully soon. All right, guys. Tomorrow, going to have a gubernatorial candidate on. Wednesday, going to be doing a, a, a bit of a, a racial issue that I think you guys will enjoy. Thursday, foreign policy with Dylan Burns. I will see you all very soon. Thank you so much for watching.